So, here we are, back on dry land. Mm-hmm. How you guys I feeling? Hate, How are I you hate, feeling? I hate dry land. I am it's so, not as fun. No, it's nowhere. I, I like it where the earth is constantly moving left and right under or back and forth or whatever <laughs> in a different direction, mm-hmm. and I'm almost going to fall over because it's neat because I feel like that on land because either I, you know, my brain, my anxiety, my worries, my heart, my body – is all shitty. And so to know that the boat is doing it gives me a lot of relief. To at least be at sea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I have tons of relief, which is really nice. What would you guys give it uh, <clears throat> on a scale of one to 10 vacation wise? Like, you know, we've been on vacations. You go to the beach, you go skiing, or you might go to Mexico resort. Where, where do you rank it? What are we talking here? Now, it's a working vacation, so you factor that in? Well, I get it. But, you know, you can calculate the pay because we got paid to play, so that kind of mm-hmm. plays into it a little bit. You if know? you get to factor that in, it's got to be really high because you the the cost you would factor. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you're not supposed to factor that into vacations, but maybe. I'll I'll put maybe. it this way. I think that even if you take that out of it, the I think that there's a thing about vacations where – when you think about taking a vacation, there's a reason, there's something in your mind that it will achieve. And I think that thing that it's supposed to achieve is a, like a mental state of uh, relaxation. So you typically think of a Corona commercial. Like if I can get the moment where I, my mind is clear and I'm toes in the sand, the amount of minutes of that feeling where there's nothing on your mind, I believe is the main point of vacation, right? Hmm. Probably. Like that's what that's yeah. what's there to achieve, and then a lot of times you don't achieve that in the moment that good. So I think that's one way to measure vacation. So if I'm going to say it on that, and ignore the fact that it the cost was uh, it was a negative cost, it was a it was a positive payout to go on the vacation. Um, even if I'm ignoring that, the amount of relaxation I had in that moment, and then was able to bring home. And feel like was very high, so very high on that. And I'm going to attribute that 88 percent to the spa, mm-hmm. at yeah. least 88 yeah. percent to the spa uh-huh. experiences yeah. that were had on it the was trip. So good. And then from there, you're gonna you can back it out into like moments of ex, you know extreme fun, which there was a good amount of, or and laughter, or camaraderie, or things like that. Or and then you say stuff like the quality of the food, um, which wasn't like. Like all time, nowhere near the highest vacation food is probably food is just it was totally adequate. But given the other things, it was really high. And then there's like the sights and the scenery or the you know things you experience there. And those were nice, nice views. See Mexico a little, but those were lower too. But the actual moments of cl- clear mindedness and the moments of actually doing fun stuff with people you like, very high on those indexes. So that leads me to a you got to give it a 8.5. 8.5. And I'm mostly good. ignoring the fact that that it didn't cost anything. If you included the fact that if somebody told you you got that vacation and it was free, that would bump it on up. Sure. And then told you sure. that you came home with money, that would bump it up again. And Bridget did come home with $500 from the casino, $501 bills that, I, that we have. So that on top nice. of everything else. So I've, I've got to give that at least an 8.5 wow. in that regard. That's nice. Lunsford, what about you? It it's high. It it's weird. It's like me and Cassie talked about it. I don't think we 
now having done a cruise, we probably would not pay to ever do a cruise. I don't think that's going to be a choice we make. Okay. Like, I think we'd much prefer, if we're on a vacation by ourselves, we'd prefer either a city, you know, adventure or just a resort in Mexico or whatever. But like Matt saying, given all the factors, friends, if you, when you're with yeah, that, friends, you're never going to get that again. Yeah. If, now I would go, I might go on a cruise with friends that that's what they were doing. I had no way to redirect them or convince them. Otherwise they're like, Hey, we're all doing it. Do y'all want to come or do you not want to come? Might do that and even pay for it. But the spa life changing, <laughs> but you could do resort spa friends is possible to pull that yeah, off that without is, being on the would, boat and that i would, would highly push i would yeah. highly push towards that if, you could just do if, palm springs for yeah, that matter if, and not do it yeah if the, if it ever happened again that way but uh no i just sit very high. it at least an eight as far as enjoyment level for sure overall there's a couple negatives like yeah you know the restaurant food wasn't that good the buffet was like good for a buffet. pretty good yeah yeah i think for a buffet and, it was really good yeah, yeah, like there was some stuff on the buffet I really enjoyed. Compared but on to vacation, like the, a lot of times the dining, like oh, I went to Tokyo and we did this, like the, the dining can be a real sure. highlight, and it just that yeah. wasn't right. So you well, and that yeah, and that's why you're there. Yeah, yeah, if you go to Tokyo, Paris, whatever, like that's a, right. if you don't do good food, then you're not even touch. You know, yeah, on a cruise, it's more, it's less quality, more quantity, which yes. kind of adds, you know, to the experience too, because it's funny. And fun just to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go in here and grab something real quick or grab three or four ice cream cones a day. <laughs> right. You know, just because you can. What yeah. about you, Toby? What'd you think? Okay. For me, it was the most experience that I've had since we sold our buses because the bus is my bed. It mm. travels. A lot of times I'm, I'm not driving. Somebody else is driving it. And so, you know, and. I get to sit there and it, the show was near my bedroom. You know what I mean? Like nice. I could get, I true. could get done with, I could get done with the show, That's the show true. on, on what the sixth floor. And then I walked uh, not even a hundred yards down to the fifth floor and was in my room. And then yep. people were hanging out and there was a casino on the bus, which we used to have a casino on our bus. And all my friends were there, band people and other bands that were like mm -hmm. on tour, you know, going to their buses or the green room or something. And so that made it really fun. I thought, mm -hmm. oh, this is really, and the buffet I did, I really, I actually really enjoyed that. The uh, other restaurant was okay. Whatever we did was fine. It had some, I, I did, it was just whatever. It was pretty um, I didn't, I didn't do the spa. Maybe I should have, I didn't do it, but I took naps. I relaxed. I, I thought Ensenada was just okay. I wish it was maybe a little bit cooler Mexican town or, or maybe if I just had more time, to do something like, you know, by the time we got there, we weren't going to really do anything. I wasn't going to go. One of the packages was what, like horseback riding on the beach paired yeah. with uh, six tequila shots tasting. of tequila tasting. <laughs> I was like, I just don't know if those go together. Me on a horse after six <laughs> shots of tequila. That probably would be funny if everybody was doing it. Like if everybody said we're getting on those horses and drinking, that sounds fun. But, That'd you know, fun. if I would have just if I'd have just gone by myself or something like that. But I liked it. And I here's what I really thought. It is the number one time where I really did have, besides playing the shows, it, it was just a normal cruise or whatever, my phone didn't work. I hardly mm. checked my phone at all, yep. and I took naps, and I went and ate whenever, and I felt like I was away from the whole world for a while, yeah. and 
it was neat looking out at the water and it was kind of fun yeah. that the boat moved and you know, it was just chill. So I, I yeah. give it, I think I give it a nine. Yeah. Nice. The phone being off nice. is another big one. And and then you're bringing into it just from the band show side right. experience. Yeah. It's better than a tour date. The, the First of all, the shows were good. Like the captive audience was an excited one. So that was a slam dunk. Yep. Like it didn't feel weird on like some cruise ship, like hmm. of, like vacationers it felt i was like oh these are very fans that very much want to enjoy and be lost in the moment and they feel at ease because they're out here on this boat so they're they were reckless and fun for the show and yeah there's a casino at the venue and my bed at the venue and the spa at the venue so to so so to go to from the stage i took my i would have my swim trunks with me at the stage and go straight to the spa and no loadout i mean right yeah. yeah, that's nothing. That's that. Was that awesome. That's as as far as from a show perspective, that's right. the best way you could do a show. And then after that, casino with people. That's that's a yeah. idea, and yeah. no mileage to do none. Yeah, a yeah. spa after a show that is nothing incredible. Like that. Yeah, I, it, yeah, it felt like a professional athlete finishes a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they wow. go straight to the locker room and get you know ice treatments yeah. and the yeah. massage right. and a treatment. <clears throat> yeah so yeah for me the spa obviously the spa was a highlight the it was highlight. i mean it it was the highlight i mean it was <clears throat> it was just it was just incredible tell, tell the folks at home what the spa entailed so when we so okay so i think matt and myself and maybe lunsford have experienced spas before to I've some never been. lunsford never has okay never have so I've been to one before, and I was like, oh, this is really awesome with Megan, you know, and so you kind of do your own thing, and then you meet up in the middle. No, I actually uh, haven't either. I just am a cold, I'm a cold <clears throat> tank person. I lo- I've right. been doing cold tanks for a couple of years, but I've not done, you know, the, like you say, uh, you do hot and then cold to the mm-hmm. sauna and the, like that. I haven't experienced, I've, no, right. I've been in saunas before and hot tubs before and things like that, but I've never, since I got into cold tanking, Never ha- had the experience of having multiple things to do in a detailed yeah. way like this. So that that was it was new to me. It's new. I did it one time. So I've been to a, one time in Mexico as a resort. We got a spa day, and they did have a cold dip, but I didn't do it to the extent that I did it this time. I just mm-hmm. did it like once or twice, you know. Um, <clears throat> and I've done it one other time at this other place, but this time was especially cool because you we had like a few guys that would do it together every time and so we had the eucalyptus steam room which was unbelievably awesome yeah so you walk now in that's there, 120 was, degrees 100 percent humidity basically and it just takes yeah. your breath you. just right away i mean it's, it's just gone it you walk in and it starts killing you <laughs> yeah you think you're in big trouble <laughs> yes. the first breath you think oh big trouble i'm not gonna I make mean, that, it three but breaths, that is so. what's happening because yeah. eventually it just will kill you <laughs> right <laughs> so it just starts killing but, yeah. you and you get out before it kills before you yeah. actually die <laughs> right you yeah. know when to get yeah. out yeah so th- yeah. we would do that for about 10 ish minutes depending on the 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 circuit the time of day so we do that about 10 minutes then the cold so we'd kind of stagger our cold dip the, i my guess in the cold temperature of the water was probably 45 ish degrees yeah, it wasn't bad yeah. it wasn't freezing but it was cold and so we would stagger and we would do about two minutes per session. I think the longest we did was maybe four or five minutes one time. Yeah. So, and that was tough. I mean, that gets to you, you know, you're in there for right. a few minutes and you're, you know, you can feel it. 
And it's the same thing when you start doing that, and especially for people that hadn't done it before, we help some people do their first cold experience because people just say, I'll skip that or I don't like that or I can't do that. You you know, the first few seconds of that are – your your body oh. does think it you are dead. Like you think <laughs> you cannot do. It. If you had to just do that coming out of that high end of that, you think it, you can't do it. So JT right. and Matt right now are from Hawthorne and Mark from Hawthorne all were like not gonna be able to. Like, they didn't. Th- they if somebody didn't walk them through and say just take a few breaths and it'll the panic will pass. I mean you it it makes people panic when you know there's mm-hmm. peer pressure it's like oh, i'm gonna do the cold dip like everybody else and then they start to do it and their body says no <laughs> and you yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, do you walk it was, into it we got to the point to, no you, it's just well, the you tub just go, you squat two down, steps down you know two steps down, down, down you kind of to your shoulders sick and you just sit leg, down you know and uh so yeah and then you do that and then kind of dip your head and get out and then you go straight into the dry sauna and that felt that's so 170 nice. Yeah, dry sauna at one seventy. So yeah, the the cold in between just makes everything even. It's it just yeah. like you're so hot, and then your body cools down so fast that you just feel normal again. And then you go into the dry sauna, which is like a slow dry. And yeah. it has, so, and it's out of a big window, so you're in this dry sauna at one hundred and seventy after you've come out of the cold. So you don't immediately feel hot. It takes a long time to feel uncomfortable there, and mm-hmm. you have the ocean view in that room. And so, so you're just be, looking at yeah. the ocean, warming up so from nice. the cold dip. And it's a sauna with guys. It's men on one side and women is the other. So it's, it's just guys only. And it's like, you know, you, a few men in there talking. And it's that's a really good right. vibe. Yeah. And so we do that about 10, 15 minutes. And then we then we started, I think after the first few sessions, we started cold dipping one more time for about a five, 10 second dip. And then we would go out to the co-ed area. Which is like this? Well, there was a hot tub in the spa, but it wasn't real hot. It was kind of lukewarm. It was more for like a warm up. It felt so you kind of get in there first, but then you go to the co-ed area, <clears throat> and there's this pretty good sized therapy pool with this funny looking like pipe chair kind of recliner thing in it, and it had about three or four people wide, and you could lay in there and turn on the jets, and it just kind of made you fully relaxed. Like it just it just shooting up air at you at every point of your body. And then um, that took you to the final, the final phase, which was, I don't even know what they're called. Like Stone. just these heated tile heated chairs, t- yeah. heated tile chairs, like lounged back, like zero gravity <laughs> tile heated chairs looking out the yeah. front of the top front deck of the ship. Yes. And if you didn't, if you just looked at them, you would never say, oh, those are comfortable. You know what I mean? Because then hard, you lay yeah. on it and then you lay on it and it's the perfect body position or something it's yeah just the like contour is like and you don't even really yeah. feel it it's just like you're just like like how your body wants to be and it just warm and it was perfect so and that's after you've been through minutes. the extreme so you've been through the jungle and the ice and the desert experiences yeah. so you feel like you've been on a six-week odyssey adventure uh, where you've barely survived like i mean not mentally i mean your body is feeling that way and there's just your mind is clear like by the time you get in that the relaxation part at the end you're and you just you forget you just completely you it produces that sensation of what vacation is supposed to be all about by the Mm -hmm. time you reach that because you've been in those extremes and your your endorphins are you know provided to you in you know, in abundance. Yeah. I love to have how a couple of margaritas and go in there. Yeah, that'd be nice. 
It was one hundred and sixty-six dollars, and we did it like for, for eighteen times. I mean, probably a lot. <laughs> That's your money's worth. Yeah, about twelve dollars a session. No, I didn't drink, do it. I didn't do it. Nope. And me and Dave and Chris and Jay, Josh. I, I'm surprised Josh didn't. I guess maybe his foot. I don't know if he can. He, he could submerge his foot. All of it, but he could do yeah. a couple. Can he submerge his foot? Josh's Achilles probably wouldn't want to. I, I guess yeah. he probably yeah yeah. So but take his boot off and stuff, I just. Yeah. <sighs> I felt, here's what the truth is. First of all, the whole thing, I'm like, is it going to be that good? Y'all are building it up so good. I'll probably be disappointed or critical in my mind. And then mm -hmm. every time after that, I have to go. So, because if I don't go, then I'm going to feel like I'm really wasting money. You know what I mean? So that is in my head. And then uh, I just, I don't know. I just felt like it's not for me. <laughs> I was actually surprised. You're a little contrarian when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah, and not, and and, and, and I think by me not going added to y'all's enjoyment. If I would have been there, it could have stolen a little bit of your enjoyment. I, well, that's I think, like saying okay, that's like saying if we go, you and I like to go see movies together, right? But I, you know, I like movies, and I know you enjoy seeing movies, and yeah. so we enjoy doing it together. So in my mind, I was thinking, man, Toby would love this. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Now I knew your hangups. I knew what your right. hangups would be, and I knew that was they're strong hangups. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not sure if he can overcome those. Shirtless but, with a bunch of people is very intimidating. <laughs> people wore JT was wearing a shirt. I mean, yeah, that's what I told him. Shirts are fine. But you know, that's so it. it's not a huge deal. But literally in my mind, I was thinking, man, one of my best friends. I just wish he would experience this yeah. amazing thing with me. That. That was literally what all I want is you and Dave and Chris and Josh to be like, yeah, this is, let's all just enjoy this together. That's, That's what we'll, it felt like. We'll find it again in places oh, where yeah. there's, I yeah. mean, we'll definitely do that again, whether or not it's on a boat, but that yeah. on the boat, being on the ocean in those environments is very, that's very cool. Like that it's, yeah. that it was in the ocean and you're yeah. floating in water on the ocean, but you're in the top of the front of the ship you know, as the master of the ocean, you know, you're floating in the yeah. ocean on water. But even if we do that at a facility somewhere else, oh, yeah, you know, on a one-off, then, then I'm sure everybody will do it and enjoy it. But overall, I mean, before we move on, I, I think the vacation as a whole was excellent. The friend factor, the relaxation factor, yeah. the convenience factor of the shows and the rooms and everything. I mean, Emo's Not chill. Dead did a great job, too. I mean, I thought oh, it was that. Oh, yeah, they ran a tight ship. Six, sixth, man, <laughs> sixth Man does a good job. Emo's I mean, Not really Dead did a good. great job. It was, it was perfectly was, curious. If you're a fan. It really was. Yeah. If you're a fan, you probably lost your mind at that entire experience every yeah. fan that i've seen post and like tag us or whatever i mean i promise you probably 25 times a day i've seen this was the best vacation of my life this was the best yeah. vacation of my life i've seen that over and over again mm -hmm. it, so i mean it's really cool <laughs> that people thought that it is funny how us talking about how would you rate it what'd you think blah 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 not one of us mentioned oh and dashboard crushed <laughs> no, I well i mean that, if I'm gonna, that's if my I, biggest I just, regret i didn't get to see i didn't see them but that's they played so all the, when we played i yeah, i didn't so. watch it hardly anybody you know i caught under oath for a little bit i caught Hawthorne. Like, yeah like i would i would go to the spa instead of see somebody i might have wanted to see <laughs> that's the truth like and uh, I, I don't regret it at all but it is funny i caught uh, a good amount of concerts and what was good about that was or parts of them is 
it wasn't the thing where there's a bunch of bands on a single stage or two starting early, going late, where it gets bigger bands all day long. It was spread out in multiple venues at random times with random bands playing in a random environment or altered set or the album playthrough. And so it was, and then it was like you'd just be walking by a buffet or doing a spot. It was like, oh, yeah. And then there's Newfound Glory playing in a theater or Hawthorne doing acoustic right. in a lounge or cartel doing this. You know, it's just like, oh. And so that, the way that that was like, there's more entertainment that's special and meaningful than I can even absorb. And I might just randomly stumble into a meaningful concert in a way that was, that isn't normal in a stacked festival style. Right. Singles. Yeah. It wasn't, that's the part that, that really made, made it good. And that like, and I did see dashboard, um, after we played the last night acoustic in the theater. And that was really ideal. Like, I would say that is ideal. I saw him play Hands Down. It was his last song. I went after ours and got in there. It was his last song. He was playing Hands Down, and it was him, and uh, you know, he had another guitarist and a keyboard guy and a girl singing in there. And it just, you know, it, you wouldn't want to see him electric full set in an arena. Right. I, I, you didn't yeah. want to see that theater on the ship up pretty, super up pretty nice much theater. up close. You yeah, just walk in. You don't have. There's no ticketing. There's no security. You know, you're not going to venue. It's not a giant festival crowd. It's just like... Oh, open the door in my hotel, and this is happening yeah. right now. And yeah, like, so crazy. that kind of stuff was pretty amazing. And there was some really good sets. Under Oath had um, at least one, oh, we had two, but the uh, Chase and Safety set was really good. That was um, good. What else yeah, did I good. see that was a good Newfound Glory in that theater was really cool. I saw some of that. Me and Devin saw that for like a minute, but that was pretty neat. Yeah, it was yeah they're good. Yeah. It's the funny because, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. Well, I was going to, about the stage thing where we played. We played in kind of a pass-through zone. Like a uh, hall. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a hall. But a there was hall. a bar there, and then there was an upstairs to a yeah. restaurant and a balcony around yeah. it. And it's not ideal. You know, like we saw it, we're like, okay, that looks kind of like a joke a little bit, you know? like a, <laughs> So, but, but it made, this is what's funny. It made sense for Emory. Yeah. It felt like it's a like, club show. After we, felt pl- like. yeah, after we played the first show it was like okay we were like the first show right yeah. of the whole yeah. thing almost yeah yeah in that area that was it exciting was packed yeah. it was packed it was, i don't know how many people go in there three four hundred five hundred i don't know i have no idea how many people are in there it was a small and space that would overpack we're barely itself. Yeah, above it their great. heads i mean we're maybe a foot above the yeah, fans the, heads the, stand, the stage is stage. like a foot tall and so we're just in there and everybody's going insane and uh you know, we were like, we had a great show, but we thought, oh man, it'd be awesome playing that theater or play somewhere, you know, one of the nicer spots. And then we did play acoustic in a different lounge, which was interesting too, but cool. But then our final Shallow Seas show was in the same hallway in that bar area. And it was awesome too. I mean, it was great, but it's just funny because, you know, we, that's just, it just continues to kind of fulfill the who Emory is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we're always kind of that band that's going to be in the dive bar that people think is super exciting and want to see. Awesome. I mean, we could have probably brought five or 600 people to a show in another venue. Yeah. But yeah. that wasn't bad because we played in a place that was probably way more exciting. Yeah. Even yeah, though it, was, it wasn't very convenient, it was small or whatever, but it, the excitement level had to be higher than me. I mean, the roof There's was good my head height. <laughs> the roof was yeah. If you jumped at all, you cracked your head on concrete. <laughs> <laughs> or what? I guess that's concrete on a boat. It's, I think it was concrete. Yeah. Very hard. 
<laughs> it was, but also, I think that gave everybody. We're the band that can pull that off in a way like it, that's all those kids got. That was their first show, something like that, in a little mm, small yeah. dive bar yeah. place. And so it, it like I have to admit, it is more fun playing that stage than the main stage. I did not want to play oh, on yeah. the pool deck. I didn't want to play the, the pool deck. No that now, I, maybe another venue would have been kind of nice, but the acoustic set was really good. Everybody loved it. I mean, I couldn't believe how much compliments I got on the. Acoustic, our acoustic set. I thought it was just yeah. a normal old set, and people were telling me that was their favorite it part of the good. whole cruise. And it was, and I was like, I didn't even understand why it was just us singing okay. acoustic. I mean, now y'all y'all achieved like a very high level of engagement from that crowd that was not present at any right. other show on the cruise, or possible really hard yeah. hard to achieve. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's just, yeah. It's just us normal. Yeah, all three yeah. of our shows might have been the highest engagement I, I saw. I mean, I, I mean, there was other stuff in some of those theater shows of the whatever, but yeah, it was it was good. And the other shows in that lounge and the acoustic ones didn't didn't achieve that. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was great. I would do it again, and maybe we will. Who knows? I'm trying to get. I think Cutshaw might come on the podcast. Hopefully, yeah. he said he would. And then maybe in the next few weeks, we can talk a little bit more to him about. How how he put it all together and how good it was, all that stuff. That'd be fun to talk about. Yeah, I guess we all talked to him a little bit. I talked to him after yeah. his set, which is funny. His band, what is it? My Broken Hero, and that's what it's called. Your Broken, Hero. Your Broken Hero, uh, which is funny because it's it's comedy, but also tried the music's done well to try and be. You know, it's right in the back. So I, it's funny watching his band. I don't know if he's making fun of us. <laughs> or this is a way to be him and also still be able to do emo music. Like, and, and it was really funny because he, he played his one big song, I guess is Ashley or whatever. And then he said, all right, this is it. And we're just going to play that song again. <laughs> and they just played it <laughs> twice, which I thought was really funny because we've had to do that with walls before. Like we opened a set with walls and ended a set with walls, but uh, he was really cool. He was really nice to us and complimentary. Him and that whole team came up and said how much Emory meant to them and all that stuff. Like I talked to them in the casino for a minute and I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like, I mean, we're, we are a part of this. Like we slide in to everything. You know what I mean? Like that's what our band does. Like we aren't going to be the biggest. We won't get paid the most, all that stuff, but we're always around, which is kind of cool. Just hanging you know I mean? around. Doing like, stuff. Hanging around. Like, yeah. and, and everybody likes us. Like, all the bands like us. As soon as we get there, Under Oath brings up to their... Now, they had a nice Damn. room. Yes, it's called did. The Haven. We walked into their Haven. room. Tim from Under Oath uh, took us on into that room, and they had a giant grand piano with a jacuzzi outside, their own pool, sweets, unlimited Butler. food and alcohol. Butler. I mean, I mean everything. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I was, I was kind of jealous. So they never had to leave, like, the the top of the boat yeah, yeah. The, you know they were on the top of the boat looking out at the rest of the peasants and just <laughs> living that's great yeah, yeah that's all the bands get. were were good and you know easy to be around everything was 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 smooth in that way but the the um i guess what it's got me analyzing is just what the where we are on the spectrum of creators like cutshaw is a youtuber like he is a youtuber yeah. and it is so clear to me what the value like our scene has a value of history and 20 yearsness to it and like classicness to it but youtuber is the top creator it's the gold standard now of being a creator is a youtuber 
Yeah. Like it, it is the yeah. it is the higher but it but there's still a lot of debate about does it last, what happens, is it is there a scene to it? Like what does it mean to just be a YouTuber that's successful? But he was he's more successful in um like Matt from Hawthorne Heights was saying that they can't do anything to reach more people than just already know about them. Except for Cutshaw is constantly pointing both new people and old people that they can't reach back to them. So, like, mm-hmm. he has a million followers. They don't have a million followers. But maybe 200,000 of his followers, whenever he does something about them or with them or for them, refind or find Hawthorne. So it's like right. that is just our method to get be known. It takes a actual, that type of celebrity or whatever. Like, you're not, you as the musician locked into a genre have a ceiling that you're fixed into, whereas YouTubers are can have infinite growth essentially, and they're a yeah. higher they're higher on a food chain. You know, Cutshaw can get rent. How do we say it, Lunsford? Like Cutshaw can rent Dashboard's audience back to them, or something right. like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and have it be his audience yeah. too, and lease it back to Dashboard. And Dashboard has to come play under his thing. Um, in some way like that. But at the same time, he doesn't yeah. have a, his, like he's like, it's a deal. Like he's borrowing mm-hmm. these full real audiences that are built f- physical over years and time with meaning, but he's actually the broader reach for than any band. Yeah. I have, some, a, real, you know, I have some real concerns. I have some real concerns about it, but <laughs> <laughs> you think it's, it, we got in that discussion. You think that this is leading to the death of Emos. I think or, it's possible, or, and I, I don't. I don't even say that from the point of uh, any sort of criticism of right. Matt. I mean, th- like this cruise, I'm t- it was incredible. Yeah, and band, I, one band could have done it, and I mean, yeah, Par- Paramore's done it, and Coheed and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, really incredible that he pulled it off and did it. But it also could kill. It could kill it. How could it kill it? I don't know. Kill I heard what? him say, I don't know, but I heard the announcement when it said, good morning, emos. I was like, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it like, hits a, a peak of this or something means that it, that's a peak of something. Yeah, it's a one like, moment in time. Yeah. I don't believe it can last. And my point was that every, literally every band on that tour has gone through a, a you know, a really good peak where you get up to a point and then they've had to deal with some drop off and figure yeah. out how to get through that. Y'all definitely have, you've came back out on the other side. You're look, you're getting cool offers to do stuff like this. Uh, I mean, dashboard used to be on MTV. He's still big, but he's not doing that anymore. Under oath had their problems, like whatever. And Hawthorne. so I'm just saying, Haw- yeah, Hawthorne. Oh, exactly. But like that adversity, all these bands, because it's, you go on tour, you have to get in the van. It's like really hard. Figure out a way to stick it out. And they're still here. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm worried for Matt. Just being a YouTuber, <laughs> it can, it could come and go or something like, yeah. What, like, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. And, I'm so, but, I'm, and I'm sure he thinks about it. I don't know. I mean, and you go to his stuff, he does other content that is right. not just, and yeah. that's why it's smart. He, his Instagram is just Matt Cushaw. Right. It's not, emo it doesn't this or whatever yeah that's what yeah there, there's lots of different paths for youtubers but we you do agree that if you're going to be a creator you that's really the th- that's the where all the gravity is for the for talent to, these days right in some way yeah like that's where 
talented people are trying to make their mark and grow and hit go big get big in and be on a wave of but ours was tethered to a a scene a time a a community a network whereas youtubers or even podcasters are are more like individual you know podcasting can kind of be networky but it's you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it's it's um skateboarders are networked and and being in sponsored by bones or or whatever powell peralta or whatever you know and so it's like the youtubers are so independent that that in itself is weird and so there's a couple of dynamics where i was talking with tim about mr beast in the same way um because dude perfect had a cruise so there's dude perfect yeah. mr beast i mean cutshaw is in that ilk of like how big can this get and what's it actually based on dude perfect is what trick shots mr beast is uh, i mean what was even based on i don't know so but what nobody's to tell them what they can't do in the future either so they have followings and resources and skills but so they they have the ability that we don't have to pivot also like he doesn't have to do emo stuff all he has to do is find something like uh matt from hawthorne heights was saying one of his favorite youtubers was like somebody that vapes <laughs> he's like somebody like Brandon Vapes or something was his name and he did vape tricks and he built a community out of that and, and Matt was like he was my favorite YouTuber because he was a vapor <laughs> and, um, and then he just eventually dropped the vape thing once he was making good content took the vape out whatever and it's just bigger and bigger and it's just under his yeah. name but he doesn't do vape stuff anymore but his old school fans still like him from that so they can just get good at being personas and personalities yeah. and stuff like that but Tim was saying about Mr. Beast because I believe Mr. Beast is the most um, what he has is close to the most powerful and thing to watch, maybe most dangerous thing on earth as far as being independent and powerful and have resources and ability and a big team to figure out whatever they want to do. But Tim was more like, yeah, but if they screw up or do something wrong, it can all just fall apart and just, just goes away, which might be true, but I don't know if we've seen that yet, have we? Like, is it, it's like, oh, yeah, nobody likes him anymore, and this has no power, no value. Or are they just good, good at doing stuff, and they'll always be able to do what's next? That's the, Some, I think that's I the, think kind of the deepest question. It's happened question. a few times, but, yeah, uh, we can talk about Mr. Beast more because I, I have a theory about him. But I wanted to touch on one more thing, what Lunsford was saying. I do – I kind of agree with Lunsford. Is this, like – everybody's flooded with emo. Like my kids talk about emo, mm-hmm. call people emo and stuff. Is it, is it said so much that it's just oversaturated and will be cliche within the next year or two. Probably. Everybody's like, Oh, got bored. No, like, you know, you don't want to dress like that. Cause you're, is is not good or whatever. It, it was funny. Uh, JT on stage. I don't know if y'all watched Hawthorne Heights, but you know, he always does a message to the people. Oh yeah. He's the message. He says, he says yeah. we're a band of the people. We're, we're just like you or, you know, <laughs> and stuff. And one of, what did he say? Uh, he said, um, just, uh, just a few years ago, people said that we were, you know, outcasts and losers and all that stuff, but they don't have a fucking cruise. And he, <laughs> said, he said, he said, your coworkers at your job, they're not on a cruise. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, you still got to go back to your job. That's just, you know, whatever. But it was very funny, but it made me think, yeah, this is a, a pinnacle thing and it'll probably last a, a little bit longer, but like. All the emo nights, you know, or, you yeah, know, it all where works you, together. All, all of that stuff yeah. feels like it's a bit saturated. So I'm just want like, because I mean, when we were young, fest, furnace fest. I mean, all, <clears throat> the furnace fest and when we were young are going to do cruises, right? I mean, why wouldn't furnace fest have fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred people on a cruise and 
have a furnace fest on there. They, it how, could. I mean, you, that, it could be. Yeah. I think they will. I, I think so. I mean, oversaturate is what the it, prediction it, it, is there. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah. But I do think that. Yeah. Okay, a couple things on the con uh, on the YouTube content stuff. One, I mean, that's all what happened in the last festival thing when festivals were big in two thousand and six, yeah. seven, eight. That's what I'm saying. Now, then now, they all went away. Right. You know, and then all the festivals went away. But now they might do it in a unique ways where it's like, yeah, you go to a campground. And you camp and in a cabin and it's nice and the bands are just there. You know what I mean? Like all inclusive mm-hmm. might be the way to go. That's what Vegas kind of is. You know what I mean? That's why we've talked about doing Vegas shows because, I mean, you go there. If you could play at a casino for the fan, it's all inclusive. There's a casino there, great restaurants. Their hotel is where the venue is. You know, all of that stuff's really neat. But, um, okay, now moving on back to Mr. Beast. Two things. One, how in the hell have we not done good at making youtube content we're very funny is we it easily this make funny content? videos can we no, upload it, this not, it, yeah but it's not good enough it's just not it's well, just we're, it's not fr- funny it's we're just not consistent <laughs> enough that's the problem we, we lack the most consistency like we just cannot be consistent and as soon as we are consistent we change it you know we, i mean we've had I mean, how how many different iterations have we had of all, everything? There was even like with uh, yeah. it, it, Knuckle Breakers, <laughs> Emory Land. We tried let's use this interface, this one. I mean, we just we never stay consistent. Matt, Matt Cutshaw or Mr. Beast, they go, I'm gonna do this thing over and over and over and just perfect it, perfect it. I mean, that's all right. Mr. Beast does is goes. The content is good. It has to be interesting, but it's not like groundbreaking. It has four people in a circle and they have to stay there for twenty days or so. You know what I mean? Like it's not like the most brilliant ideas ever. But what he is brilliant at is the consistency and making that thing better and better and the cuts and the edits and all that stuff. He spends so much time and money on it. It's really crazy. But I think that Mr. Beast, and it's not a coincidence, that's his name. I actually think he is the Antichrist. I think he is the Antichrist. <laughs> I think he is becoming the most powerful person in the world. And it is. it sounds hilarious. And that's why you won't see it coming. I guarantee you, within 10 years, he will be a multi-billionaire. And he will be doing things that like feeding the world. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, he he mm-hmm. understands that already, and he and he's the most like just normal guy. Yeah, he's, he, he's I, doesn't I look like Brad Pitt. He doesn't, he doesn't look like he doesn't look like Matt Cutshall. He's not. He's not. It's not like he's a great looking guy. He never. He says he never cares about money. He lives in the same duplex that he you know before he started making money. Drives an old car. Mm-hmm. And he's going to love it. Love. He's this going theory. to take over the world because <laughs> nobody sees that, and everybody's going to trust him. They're like, well, holy shit! He gave he everybody millions of dollars. I mean, yeah. Yeah. he gave the whole world food, and I mean, he does all these burgers. I mean, do you know during the pandemic he set it up to where restaurants would sell mm-hmm. his beast food, but they yeah. got a cut of it. Yeah. And, and so they were able to stay, a lot of restaurants were able to stay open because they were, he was promoting it like crazy and people would order that the beast was, food. Yeah, the biggest like restaurant launch. I mean, the, he took, just yeah. immediately went into having the biggest restaurants on earth from YouTube. So he, there's nothing he can't do that with if you start with that right. power that he knows. How he to, has the how most promotion. He can get in touch with everybody. And, I, and we were, my kids and I were watching that and the, uh, we were watching. I showed them. They didn't know Matt Cutshaw at all, and then they were just laughing and thought it was funny. Except for I didn't realize the one. But you know the one video where, where they do the, the it's the three guys doing the pelvic dance. Uh, yeah. Here you yeah. come. You know they're doing that. I didn't realize that the one on the right had a giant like sausage in his pants. He did. I never noticed that before. So my me and my kids are watching it, and they zoom over to him, and it's just like a big old wiener halfway down his leg. And I was like, damn it! I didn't know. And so I, I had to turn it off real quick. But uh, yeah. I do I think, think Beast th- is the most contender for Antichrist since Obama. 
Has yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Obama, Obama's still in the running. He is still in the running. Oprah, <laughs> who else is on the list? I don't know, but um, I really think Kim Kardashian. I think he could easily be the most dangerous individual on the planet. I do think he is, and not is that, that he has yeah. any ill prop thing he's trying to do wrong now. But I'm just saying he has the brain unbelievable to figure out and optimize and evolve things toward a goal. Like yeah. a, like an engineer mind in that way. He's also got the leadership skills to run a huge, huge teams. That's a very, oh. very scary skill. And then he had he did that with no money, no funding, no anything, no ties to anyone. And now he happens to have a billion dollars. He has the resources yeah. of a billionaire and both of those other sets of skills. And he's media savvy. So he is unstoppable in my view, and right. and he just happens to be just doing whatever he's doing now. But he's young, and he has to figure out a way to entertain himself and have motivation and drive and one up himself for another forty to eighty years, right? And not have a bad goal at some, and not get corrupted at some point, right? How how is how in the hell? It's impossible. Is that he has no time? He doesn't have shareholders. He doesn't have a company. He doesn't have corporate right. this. Or he doesn't have anybody to answer to. And what could ever stop him from achieving whatever he's trying to achieve? And I'm not saying he's trying to achieve anything bad yet. But how do you not get corrupt not? and perverted? I'm a hundred percent sure that will happen. And eventually have a goal that you go, oh my, oh weird. But it'll be Toby's right. right. It'll most likely be clothed in solving the world's problems <laughs> the he way, will, he'll do that's it. the way to achieve whatever your other goal is would be that and he can he's already right. can do that so well the most important luck. thing what accountability every, will it yeah. be I, I mean so many businesses now are based off content and he's perfecting it and doing the best at it and he doesn't stop and he and he loves his work um uh, uh, uh to the until his death so there's nothing there and his name is Mr. Beast. That's like exactly, that's like Stephen King would do that. You know what I mean? That's like Randall Flagg. It's like, I mean, it's the guy that would seem the least likely. He's just a nice kid that, oh, you know, nobody takes it serious or whatever. And in a very short amount of time, he's become unbelievably powerful now. Yeah. Right now. He can influence, he can, he can influence elections right now. Yeah, for sure. easy. I mean, in the, in, in, more in than the anybody, world, anybody. not just the U.S., the world. Yeah, easily. I mean, <laughs> that's so, all, and that's I mean, just one thing. What is he going to really yeah. want? What is he going to really yeah. need when he's 56 years old? Right. Like, what's he going to be all, you know, like after he's ha gone through some shit? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that scary? It's, Nobody it's else really is scared. Scary. Well, no, it's funny because Cassie Jake told Paul, our kids last night. I mean, night. these people are, this, are the ones. <laughs> Cassie told our kids last night she doesn't want them watching Mr. Beast anymore. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, we, I, you know, Hank was watching something on YouTube, and we were like, this, this isn't for Hank. Yeah. It was like too mature or something. And then Cassie goes, and you know, y'all shouldn't be watching Mr. Beast either. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe she has that inherent kind of like she feel feels it. like it. She feels the evil in it. Yeah, something yeah. there that she doesn't like about it. So I, I'm more lax about it. But but, the, but uh, these YouTubers are just entertainers now. 
But that's what brands and stockholders and shareholders and corporations are desperate to buy is that kind of influence and politicians. This is the kind of influence they dream about and cream for and pay for and are going insane about. And they, these people manufacture it directly. These, you know, Jake Paul's and people like that. Right. And there are, and why won't they be? And they're like, Jeff Bezos has got some skills, but they, these guys can have more because they can follow a Jeff Bezos playbook and have charisma and have media savvy and content. And do you know what I mean? So that why would, And and Amazon seems like it's going to be more effective than national governments already, right? Right. Yeah. And so why won't this next generation of YouTubers, some of them, Beast being the leading contender, why won't they be more likely, more effective than Amazon and governments? I think right. they will. I don't see why they won't. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could see one of those guys going in. I, I could see them kind of being persuaded to work with somebody like an Amazon or a somebody like another big company, like collaborate on some big, something big, not just like, for money because they do not no, need no, no. money. Like they have insurance. infinite money. So they'll, it'll have you know, to like, be like, yeah. Some weird I mean, deal. Uh, Jake, Jake Paul, you know, like that was one of the things he bought. He fought, um, Silva and, uh, he made a bet with him. You know, he's like, if, if you win, I'll give whatever amount of money to charity of your choice. And if I win, you are the face of the new healthcare mm-hmm. for the MMA fighters, you know, all this stuff. So they're looking, it's all this, you know, charitable things that they're going to get connected to. And I could see them getting somehow Jeff Bezos or somebody getting connected with Mr. Beast and they offer this unbelievably cheap healthcare thing right. through Amazon, you know. Like Beast that, and Amazon partner, and they literally give healthcare to all Americans up to $100,000. Right. I mean, right. everybody, uh, okay, and then what? Then, uh, yeah. then what? Everybody would love them more, right? You, then what? And yeah, and then they just have your data, and your you, everybody has a prime membership, and then your healthcare is taken care of, mm-hmm. and it's better than it is now. Devin and I, I think we're talking about something. Uh, I think it was the road or something. I was like, the roads were really bad. I don't know if it was in. Yeah. Uh, I think it was in Illinois. We we're coming on, and I, and I was like, if you just handed over road repair to Jeff Bezos, it would immediately be better. It would be better. I, and that's just the roads. How about everything else? Because, I yeah. mean, Amazon, he, that's the same model almost. Amazon is willing to lose money here, here, and here because they know it, overall it's going to – I mean, let's mm-hmm. just, we're never going to complain about shipping or returns or anything. Never, You know what I mean? You can, we're going to make everything as easy as possible. And that's what – I mean, Mr. Beast, in his way, he makes it, his content the easiest, dige- most digestible content that makes you kind of feel good that somebody won $10,000. And it's like, I watched one of the kids where it's just a single, a, a dad, he had to stay by himself in a house for a hundred days. And then he won like $500,000 and mm-hmm. everybody was so happy at the end of it. It's heartwarming. You know, it's crazy. And it's just so digestible and easy. And how can Netflix even compete with that? No, no they can't. You know what I'm saying? They can't. How There's can the movie no way theaters, they can. TV? Because you know I mean, how much what? they have to pay to get content and they can just I generate know. it inherently for, not for free, but like at pure cost. Not only that, they drive down costs because anybody would work for them for free. Right. Right. Like anybody would work for Mr. Beast for free. I mean, and he pays good anyway. It doesn't matter. I mean, and it still costs nothing compared to Netflix content budget. Nothing. Yeah, not at all. 
I mean, Netflix content budget is like billions of dollars. And that and Netflix was able to compete with Hollywood by saying, what if you have those unions and those right. camera guys that are $1,200 a day that don't that are really difficult to work with? And then Netflix <laughs> makes this indie stuff. And then what if you're just the creator because your personality makes the content? Okay. Well, I yeah. think that'll be a lot. That'll work. And the it's governments the- are going to keep failing. And so probably Amazon and them already are just wait. Like there's stuff they could do. They're just waiting until the governments right. fail. And it's like, okay. We'll step in and help you out with healthcare. Check this out. Like they, they already wanna, know, they just had to wait. And and the yeah. amount they're probably putting in tech and <laughs> and upgrading Amazon and and the stuff you don't even know behind the scenes is probably like the government. Yeah. You know, there's stuff you don't know that's coming. Oh, ten year plans do better and, and better and better. Yeah. But the thing that's really cool about like the Mr. Beast and the like Jake Paul and stuff like that, it's almost like uh, guerrilla tactics. Like they have s- small teams. They don't have like think about mm-hmm. how big it is to run. Amazon or Walmart or something right. like yeah. I mean, all the moving parts. I mean, it's nah. so it's yeah. it's a it's That's so huge. Old school already. And, and, and Mr. Beast has his team there, and we're talking maybe a hundred people or something, right. if, if that or something. Yep. And then he creates something that makes unbelievable amounts of money and views and influence. Mm-hmm. And 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 so Jake Paul does the exact same thing. And they won't have to lay off all of Amazon's employees. To replace them with AI, like McDonald's and GM and those companies, they just lit, will go straight from having small team of 200, very tight-knit, very right. dense, very aligned culture, and then add armies of machines and AIs on top of that without ever having to reinvent itself. It'll right. it'll just naturally come. Do you know what I mean? The, the c- companies aren't going to be able to compete with brands, yeah. like uh, content brands, I, I, I they guess. They can't. And uh, think about it like... Uh, companies can still exist but if if something bad happens to mcdonald's then they do have to maybe address it or fix it or do you know it looks bad there's there's, they do take a hit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. jake paul the more you hate him the better yeah right so he hopes you hate his gut that's right it's already he's gonna make more money and that's the thing that he wants that's the thing he wants he wants people to hate him and prove them wrong and then he keeps going and i mean it just builds and builds i watched that fight it was great I mean, he's become an important boxer in the world. I'm not saying he's the yeah. best boxer or a, get knocked out by anybody. You know, I'm sure, certain, I know for a fact, he would lose to most right. professional boxers. Right. So probably, YouTuber, but, YouTubers are taking over music genres, yeah, sports, and restaurants. Yeah. I mean, what? That's what they're doing right. now, already. And you go YouTuber, right. schmootuber. Okay. Well, they launch bigger restaurants and become bigger boxers, like stuff they're not even good at. They're better at than the people in there. They're, you know, they can do that. So scary stuff. You don't think that's yeah. scary? You're crazy. No, one hundred percent. It's uh, definitely evil. All right, we need to pay a couple bills ourselves. Pay oh, it. Why can't we pay? Let's do it. How much money would it take for us to make one hundred YouTubes and blow up and be bigger than Mr. Beast? How much what? Can we do it? How much money do we need to become Mr. Beast? I don't, I don't know if money helps. Well, money we, we'd have to the... we'd have to fly to see each other and record it and all that. Oh stuff, yeah, a few right? flights, so we'd be we'd be on our way. <laughs> we should do it. <laughs> yeah, we've just been going cheap on the skimping. If we live in the same town, we'd be there. <laughs> Why are we so bad at consistency? Because we don't, because it's no fun to, to, I mean, what are you going to still be doing the same thing? I mean, we don't like that. No, but I would love to make funny videos. I think that does sound fun. But I mean, do we even, you've made them before up on YouTube? Yeah, I know I've made them, but I just can't, I don't know. 
Do what? You, well, do, you get bored of whatever you're doing stuff. as soon as you're doing it. Yeah, that's true. I'm bored of this right now. I know. All right. Uh, <laughs> so our buddies, Tim and Nate, they were on the podcast last week. Um, they own King State in Tampa, Florida, and we are partnering. We're partnering with them to mm-hmm. host a Christmas Songs and Stories event. Now, well, like we were just saying earlier, everybody on the cruise said that our Songs and Stories show was one of the best, if not the best show they saw on the whole cruise. So you do not want to miss this because we're going to be at King State down in, we're at their, actually their brewery. The but, Brutalist um, in St. Pete. Yeah, yeah. The Brutalist in St. Pete, uh, which is going to be really fun. I'm very excited about that. But we're going to be doing uh, Emory songs and a few Christmas songs as well. It's going to be fun. Uh, this will be a special songs and stories because uh, basically our full band will be there. I don't know if Josh is going to play because it's Achilles and uh, Matt probably will steal the keyboard from him. But basically our whole band will be there playing with Chris and Dave, everybody. And uh, so, and like I said, we'll be doing some memory classics as well as a few Christmas songs as well. Um, de- that's December 2nd. Tickets are on sale now. Emorymusic.com. Shirts and posters are also available. So get your tickets now. I don't know if it can yep. sell out, but it might. So I'd go it ahead can, and get your, yeah, I believe. I'd go ahead and get your tickets now at emorymusic.com. Um, and if you can't be down in Tampa, why not come to one of the songs and stories, uh, this weekend, right? This weekend. It's uh, we're going to be doing Nashville, Tennessee on November 18th, Louisville, Kentucky, November 19th, Dayton, Ohio, November 20th. Tickets are also on sale at emorymusic.com. And those are going to sell out. Maybe you better be careful. You know, well, at least the date checked. Last I checked, Nashville sold out. Nashville already sold out. Louisville has a get to Louisville. Three left. Wow, and Dayton and Dayton packed is re, yeah getting real packed. It's so, pushing a hundred, I think. Okay, so. wow. So we'll see. Where are y'all yeah. doing it in Nashville? It's we're, a little. We're actually doing shop. it in Smyrna, but Smyrna? just right out, just right outside of Nashville. Yeah, a little, but uh, basically Nashville area. Um, also custom songs. Another thing that's going to sell out. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we, almost at the max. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Close. We, we wrote, we write, uh, custom songs for you. It's basically an Emory song that you get and you can give it as a gift for Christmas. That's why we're talking about it. We've been talking about it for the last uh, several weeks because we have to write them before Christmas time. If you want to give it as a Christmas present, if you don't want to give it as a Christmas present, you don't need it till next year. Go ahead and order it and we'll have it for you in January or whatever. Um, but these songs are awesome. You get handwritten lyrics, um, it's one of our favorite things to do because you send us a little bit about your life or, you know, your relationship with somebody or your, you want to write a song for your mom or your brother or your best friend or remember somebody that passed away and you give us details that you want in the song and then we put it in there and it just turns out great every time. We've never had one complaint and ev- usually it's, I couldn't believe how much I've been crying. It's the greatest gift I've ever gotten. It's really awesome. And it's because we partner with you to write a song about your life. And so that makes it really fun. Uh, also, marriagesupply.com, 10% off with code all over. We took some uh, cock rings and uh, tongue vibrator rings on the mm-hmm. cruise, and boy, they were a hit. So go ahead, go over to Marriage Supply, use code all over, get 10% off, because the the tongue vibrator is really neat, because you're, you you're down there, which is fun anyway, but then you get a little extra help. It's like a, mm-hmm. a, a an energy boost for your, you know, because you can get tired. You stay down oh, there yeah. a little while, you can get a little tired. So it's taxing. Yeah, it really is. Um, and lastly, join Emory Land. You go to emorymusic.com again to join. You get a big old catalog of Emory Music. We just uh, gave the folks uh, EP, uh, covers EP of songs um, that are really awesome. Um, you would have gotten that if you had been in Emory. 
Land, uh, right after this, in a minute, we're going to do part two, part two of this podcast. You get a whole other podcast each week from us um, to listen to while you're at work or while you're cutting the grass, while you're drinking beer, or hell, hell, while you're using a cock ring. You can listen to our podcast. It might get you hoard. Um, and uh, you get my uh, n- weekly newsletter, which I didn't write last week because I was on the cruise. I was taking a break. But um, you get that, the goods email that I send out. And you get your name read on this podcast, and that's what we're going to do right now. And um, mm-hmm. Devin, can you read? Oh, I, I got it. You don't even have to do it. I'll do it all today. Um, yeah. So this yeah. one, this one's interesting because uh, they sent in their favorite one-liners, like one-liner jokes this week. Because you know we're dads, and we always do like dad jokes or one-liners. So I think everybody just sent in their cute little jokes. Um, okay, so the first name is Matthew Fur, and his joke is. Masturbation is like procrastination. It's all good and fun until you realize you are only fucking yourself. <laughs> Scott Speecher, okay. Speaker, S-P-E-I-C-H-E-R, Speecher, Speicher. Speicher. Speaker. Speecher. His one-liner is, a Christian friend of mine said that sex between two men is wrong in their eyes. I said, you're right. It's supposed to be in their butt. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Reese Purdue. It says, I was watching a really weird porno the other day, which was just a really fat man crying and, and whacking off at the same time. Then I realized I hadn't turned on the television. <laughs> Josiah Bibb. 69% of people find something dirty in every sentence. <laughs> uh, and Peter Fuqua. Starbucks says they're going to start putting religious quotes on cups. The very first one will say, Jesus, this cup is coffee is expensive. Pretty good. good All right. Nice guy. That's guy. everybody this week. So join Emeryland right now. <laughs> you support this podcast. You support us. It's super helpful. And we're headed to do part two right now. You can listen. You can come right now. You can come, yeah, come listen. right now.